Welcome back to the Intermission Sports Podcast. The UEFA Champions League round of 16 is officially over and the exciting drama-filled competition is getting closer and closer to its end. I'm your host, Patrick Smitanka, and to help me cover this quarterfinal edition of the Intermission Sports Podcast, I have a panel of brilliant journalists to give their opinions and predictions for what's to happen in the coming weeks. To help us deliver today's episode, we have the familiar voices of Julian Quintero, Abdul Samad, and Mahir Kore. How are you guys? Life, life is well. You know, any world where Manchester United is no longer in the Champions League is a good world to live in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going me, well. Thank you. Good. Yeah, yeah. Abdul, are you good? Yeah, thank you for having us at the show. We're just Perfect. super excited to get back on track. Me here is just like me right there, man, with the United <laughs> comment. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of United myself, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're decent. Like, they're, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> And uh, it's okay. I'm not a biggest, I'm not a fan, but like, it's okay. <laughs> and on top of that, we have a new voice for the podcast, Rania El Halali. Welcome to the pod, Rania. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I wasn't doing good in the first leg, but I'm doing good. Ah, uh, right. Eventually <laughs> get to that. We'll um, get to that. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, as mentioned, we're just going to go through the quarterfinal preview games. The round of 16 has just wrapped up, and there's plenty to talk about. So I guess we'll just get right into it. Manchester City versus Atletico Madrid, the first match we're going to cover today. Unbelievable for Man City. Uh, I honestly couldn't believe that they didn't score a single goal in their game against Sporting. But we knew after the first leg, 5-0, it was going to be an easy uh, and, and <laughs> easy easy way to get into the next round. Sporting didn't really have much of a chance, but they, they put up a pretty good fight. And uh, same with uh, Atletico Madrid. Somehow knocking out Manchester United, uh, knocking out Ronaldo. Guys, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Well, as I mentioned, a world where Manchester United is not in the Champions League is a good world to live in. On a serious note, though, uh, Atletico Madrid always, especially under Simeone, they've always been known for what? The gritty style of play, very defensive, very in-your-face, very hard-nosed, pretty dirty from time to time. It just That's just what they're known for, right? And I don't think this match, like this whole thing with United, you can definitely tell that. If I remember correctly, what was it? Like the ball was in play for like 11 minutes in the second half of the second leg between Atletico and United. What they do is they're a very smart team when it comes to controlling the ball and they're just really gritty. And at this point, we've heard of parking the bus in the second leg against United. They didn't park the bus. The bus broke down and they just put it in front of the net. Because at this point... That's just how it felt at that point. A lot of respect to Atletico for what they did. And United, they continue their very, very poor run of form. And, you know, you get to see that here. No more Ronaldo uh, magic moving forward, it seems. Right, right. Yeah. One of many superstars that are that got knocked out of this round of 16. Um, yeah, it's it, it was quite a performance. Yeah, as Julian mentioned, uh, Simeone. It's that gritty style of football. Not a lot of teams can can break down a defense like that or, or a midfield like that. That 4-4-2 is so deadly, especially with their plethora of, of attacking talent like Felix Griezmann, Suarez. Um, and yeah, so I, I was quite surprised about that. Lodi getting the only goal. De Gea, I mean, to be fair, I didn't think Manchester, if Manchester United had that many uh, chances to get into the box at all. It was just like long shots after long shots. And, and I didn't see anything uh, follow up from it. Mihir, what do you, what do you have to say? I think it was actually a very bad performance. They, they did really like decent in the uh, first leg, you know, in the second half and a lucky goal from Ilanga because, you know, defensive error, but then second, second leg is where 
Atletico really pushed them to the limits. I I don't think there was a single moment in the whole game you thought, oh, you know, United's gonna go on and to win it. Like it was just so stale, and uh, you could see the defensive errors, obviously. Uh, Harry Maguire this time again. Uh, you yeah. know, when is he not in the news? No, obviously not. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Diego Simeone. I I was very confident he's gonna try his best to you know win it, and the Ronaldo curse. Once again, for all mm-hmm. actually, and uh, yeah, it was a good performance by them. Right, but and and now they got to you know they they played one Manchester now they're playing a second one. Can City break down this Atletico defense without you know a star-studded striker as as most like prominent clubs have? They do have a good midfield. They do have a very solid defense. No Ruben Diaz uh, uh, for for these next two legs apparently. So. What do you guys think? How, how do you think it's going to go? Do you think Atletico is probably going to, you know, wait enough and then get a cross or a counterattack? Or do you think Man City will play as dominant as they have been in the Premier League recently? I can take this one. Um, I think uh, Atletico has an edge over Man City a little bit. Just speaking broadly in terms of like <clears throat> the way they're structured from the back to all the way to the front. It's very hard for teams to like penetrate through Atletico's defense. And the thing we've seen for Manchester City over time to time, they like to play long balls. They like to play from the midfield up to the front. And the midfield four for Atletico is so strong at the current moment. And we're forgetting that they haven't lost uh, in the last six league games. And they absolutely smashed uh, 4-1 in their last game. So they're on a hard run of form. Suarez firing, Felix firing, Griezmann firing. Uh, I think that that front three could potentially be a very dangerous try for Manchester City to cope with. And, I've, and we've seen time and time again that Pep tends to get things. Pep tends to overthink things in these uh, quarterfinals and semifinal fixtures. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, if anything, the history has told us to live by is that we can never count Atletico Madrid and we should never be too focused on Manchester City because they end up messing it up at the end. Of- yeah, especially in the uh, knockout rounds of the Champions League. Julian, go ahead. Man, again, I, I was going to say the same thing Abdul said there, and it was just very simply, if there's one thing that we can expect in the Champions League, it's Pep Guardiola big-braining it and putting Gabriel Jesus at left back or something like that. <laughs> it's there, There's one thing that he does is that, no, there's no disrespect in the aspect that Pep Guardiola is one of the best uh, managerial minds that we've seen in the history of the sport. He's very, very talented in that aspect, obviously, but the one thing we've seen, especially in his tenure, in Manchester is that he tends to overthink it and just try to find a very smart way past it when a very simple way can suffice. You know, if City just sit down and they go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to control the possession, pass it around with our amazingly fast wingers and amazing midfield and make Atletico push up for it, which they can most definitely do. We can break you down and score. And in my opinion, that's their game plan. It has to be right Use and abuse what you have. Pass in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Control the tempo of the game. And then you get Sterling or you get Foden, you get whoever you have on that wing. Hit them with one through ball and they're going to be clear. You need to do that. Pep Guardiola should not get into his head and this match will be cities. They've been dominating. But as Abdul said, you can never really count out Atletico Madrid. Very talented, very rough team. And it's going to be a very gritty matchup for Pep. Um, I think City's actually going to take it here. But again, as Abdul said, you have no clue 
when it comes down to this team because Atletico's been firing recently as well. And Pep Guardiola loves getting into his own way. So we'll see if Pep finally decided to learn from his ways or if we're just going to keep seeing the same thing happen over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pep might be one of the most intelligent managers in this generation of, of football. So, you know, they, he does have a lot in his arsenal. I mean, both teams practically only have like one like starter that are that, that's injured or out. Carrasco uh, out in a red. He won't be uh, playing in this city game. And then Ruben Diaz, who's been I mean, he hasn't been too great this season, but he's been he was, you know, the, one of the best defenders in the prime last season um, here. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, Atletico's. I, I think so, because, you know, City's, City are the favorites to win 100%. But again, you can never count Atletico out. Uh, so I think they might take it home. DePaul has been really good for the midfield, as well as Lodi. And Jao Felix has been incredible. Uh, and I really think Pep is going to overthink this again. You know, he did that last season with the weaker Chelsea side. And I think he's going to do the same thing with the weaker Atletico side. Uh, instead of doing what he should do, he's going to do what he thinks, you know, is like better and the best. And it's not going to work out eventually. So I think Atletico is going to take the W in this one. Yeah. Abdul, Rania, do you guys have your pres- pr- uh, predictions? Pains me to say this, but I think Atletico is going <laughs> to gonna you go through it'll... yeah <laughs> abdul yeah yeah i think so too i think atletico's you go through an aggregate over the two legs plus i also think that like we're really we're really looking way beyond cities like recent struggles because we also can't count out that they have a title race on in the premier league now mm-hmm. where liverpool are coming back full firing haven't lost a game in a long time played most of the last month without their first team played most of the last month without their first without the first three strikers so i mean they i think that's that can that can really prove to be like a crumbling point for city even if we ask city fans right now most of them would take champions league over premier league but most of them wouldn't because premier league means so much to them so i i think that that just might be somewhere in pep's uh, pep's head somewhere going into this game but it all depends on the first leg. I think if Manchester City pull through in the first leg, they win the quarter. Uh, they win this tie. But if Atletico Madrid wins the first leg, they win this tie. Right. That the first leg will be played in City, and they are coming off of a two 0 win against Burnley. Which, I mean, it's not really much it's to Burnley. take home about. They're in the they're in the relegation zone. But Atletico coming off of a four one win. Both teams, you know, in pretty good form right now. Um, but Sporting, you know, I, I, like I, I'll go back to that that that, that second leg, like. Sporting managed to keep them tight and it was zero zero. So if Atletico can play, you know, the same way that the, that they played in that second leg against United, who knows what can happen? It's it's probably one of the tightest games out of the, out of the four, other than the winner that either of these teams will play against, which will be Chelsea or Real Madrid, but we will eventually get to that discussion uh, later on. So uh, yeah, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd probably put my money toward Atletico Madrid. The, uh, the way that they, the, the way that they play and, and the attacking talent and the form that Griezmann has finally, you know, got back into. And Suarez is, you know, he's going to finish regardless. And Joe Felix is unbelievable with his uh, agility and, and dribbling, etc. So, uh, yeah, that's the first game. Next, we'll move on to Liverpool versus Benfica. Mao, unfortunately, is not here on the, this, uh, this podcast, but he did say that Liverpool are going to win the whole Champions League. So, I guess you get, you get his prediction from that. But Liverpool... You know, they, uh, they uh, lost to Inter Milan in that second leg, but they just managed to, to squeeze through with their first leg goals. 
have been playing pretty great. They're coming off of a 2-0 win against Watford, which, like City, it's not really much to, to write home about. But still, they, they, they played pretty well. Jota getting a, getting a good goal there. And Benfica against Ajax, I'm not really sure. If, if, like, if, if I was an Ajax fan, I'd probably be pretty pissed off because they were completely dominant. You know, 16 shots versus four. You know, the possession was, was pretty clear. And, but that's the Champions League. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and they are coming off of a 3-2 loss against Braga away from home, and they are playing at Anfield. What are you guys' thoughts? Julian, go ahead. All right. Well, here's how it's going to turn out. Everyone's going to be talking about Liverpool, and there's no disrespect to Liverpool because they are so talented, right? Everyone's expecting Liverpool to win. I'm expecting Liverpool to win. The, the amount of talent that is on that team is impeccable. But as we met, if we mentioned it with Manchester City, we have to mention it now for Liverpool as well. There is a ch- title race now in the Premier League. That's going to be taking some attention away from them. And yes, if we look on the side for Benfica, yes, Benfica ended up losing 3-2 to Braga, but they have won four of their last five prior to that. And the only game that they didn't win was a draw. Not only that, Benfica has one guy one person that I think can define this entire tie. And his name is Darwin Nunez. Darwin Nunez mm-hmm. has been nothing short of exceptional. He's played four games in the Champions League. He scored four goals. That in its own, very, very impressive. You want to add on top of that? He has 19 appearances in La Liga Nos, and he has scored 21 goals, three assists. He's been nothing short of impeccable in front of net for Benfica this season. If Benfica hope, dream, and have a prayer to come through and beat this Liverpool side, it's all resting on the shoulders of Darwin Nunez. And trust me, by the end of this season, regardless of what happens here in this tie, Darwin Nunez is going to be the next young striker that's going to be sold in major stock and be in major favor for Premier League teams, La Liga teams. He's going to be the main guy this coming transfer window, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think you really got a good point there. Alongside uh, Rafa Silva and Everton Suarez on the wings, really anything can happen with this Benfica side. Plus, I mean, they do have two ex-Premier League defenders, Jan Vertonghen, who has played pretty well for Benfica this season, and Otamendi, who controversially had a pretty rough start to to begin with. But they both these guys have played against Liverpool. And yeah, Liverpool is, is one of the top clubs in Europe right now. And they have a fully fit squad, which is probably the most important factor. I, anything, you're right. Anything could happen. Benfica, you know, have their, you know, they have their arsenal, but I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I really don't see after, after this game against Ajax, I, I just, I I don't see Liverpool not getting past uh, Benfica. I I agree full heartedly on that aspect. And like, yeah, I do think Liverpool is going to win. Luis Diaz has been amazing for Colombia. He's been amazing for Liverpool, um, you have obviously Mohamed Salah being one of the best players in the world. Mane's been on great form. Like, Liverpool's been on great form. The point is, Liverpool, in my opinion, is going to win this tie. I think everyone expects them to come mm-hmm. out on top in this tie. That's not what's in doubt. But I just want to point – I just wanted to point out because I had the stats up and everything. It's just more no, so – but, but you Benfica know, has that opportunity, especially when it comes to Darwin Nunez up top. Rafa Silva's been great, and I think it would be really funny if Liverpool got knocked out by a dude named Everton. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. that would be very, very <laughs> – 
<laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even clock that in. Oh my god. Uh, me here it's going. A banter right there. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be Liverpool's game. There's no way. I don't see them uh, losing or drawing. Uh, any of the ties, honestly. Um, they're gonna pretty much, I think, win three nil first leg, and I think two nil second leg. It's gonna be like a dominant performance. Uh, they're gonna go at Anfield. And just just destroy them. I, I don't see Benfica coming out like even close to winning. I know there's a chance and they can, obviously they can, but the way Liverpool's been playing recently, like it's do or die for them. So I really don't uh, see why they would not win this. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Liverpool, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to, to bet against them, but as Julian said, you know, you got to be devil's advocate sometimes. And there are there are ways that Benfica could pull this off. The first match is, get, is being played at Anfield. So, I mean, they already just got a they got a home win against Watford on the weekend. So really, I they, they might just breeze through this. But, you know, Benfica did manage to squeeze one out when all hope was lost against Ajax, uh, against Ajax in that second leg. So anything, anything could really happen. Any additional thoughts on the match? Yeah, I think the only... Uh... Go ahead, Ryan, if you want. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, I think the only cause of concern for Benfica, for me personally, is the aging centre-back pairing of Otamendi and Vertonghen. I don't think they have the legs to even, like, be in the same competitive races, like Mane, Salah, Jota, Diaz. You see all these star-started players. The only... I agree with Julian that Darwin Nunes has having an incredible season probably the best one he's ever played probably gonna raise his stocks after this Champions League round but still I just think Liverpool I think they're they've just been on a tear like they've won 14 of their 15 last matches they've they've outscored their opponents 32 to 5 in that stretch that's a lot of goals for and very few goals against over the course of 15 games and I think they just have too much firepower right now and I think Klopp is the kind of adamant manager that would not take anything less than a final. So I just, yeah. Especially against a team like Benfica. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't want to. Rania, go ahead. Uh, I see Liverpool taking this. I mean, like, they've just been in an exceptional, like, form. Like, they've been winning, like, constantly. And it's just, like, their recent win at home as well. So I see them taking it as well with uh, Luis Diaz, how they added them. Um, I like saw an interview Klopp said that he described it as being the greatest squad he's ever managed. And for him to like to say that with that. So I think he's definitely going to use that to his advantage, even though I would love an upset from Benfica, but don't think that's, I don't think that's possible. So I see Liverpool taking the win. Right. Yeah. Especially how how they've managed to claw back uh, in the premier league and they're only a point away from man city and, Tied, uh, tied on games, but you know, a point, a, a, a point between them, uh, and against Benfica, I yeah, I think we all we all can agree. Unless, but then again, who wouldn't like to see an upset in the Champions League? Unless it's against their own team, of course. Um, and yeah, on that on that note, I guess we'll go to the third game: Bayern Munich versus Villarreal. Bayern showing relentless force against Salzburg in that second leg, winning seven one, um, and Villarreal with an unbelievable upset against Juve. Some might have predicted it. Juve have been in pretty bad form recently and knocking out a giant like that. And I mean, I personally don't see uh, Bayern losing to Villarreal. Villarreal is coming off of a 2-0 loss against Levante at uh, away from home and Bayern have just won 4-1 against Freiburg. Although Lewandowski didn't score, 
this man is on a pretty, you know, he's, he's <laughs> at this point, three, se- like in a, three consecutive seasons, he's been on such good, he's, he's been one of the best strikers, if not the best striker in the world. And with all of Bayern's injuries coming back, like Kimmich and Goretzka finally playing together this weekend, and Alfonso may be back for the second leg. Uh, it's confirmed that he's, he's going to miss this match. But yeah, I, I, if, if Bayern you know, showed the same relentless force they did against Salzburg, I think they could do the same against Villarreal. Um, it's unfortunate that Juve didn't get, didn't get through, but like we said, we all love upsets. So uh, happy to see that one. Any thoughts on, uh, on this upcoming uh, fixture? Julian, go ahead. Yeah, um, Bayern Munich. I know you guys have had your poor form. I know you guys have been struggling. But if you guys don't beat Villarreal, there there's some concerns. If, if it, let me put it this way, apart from the Juventus match, which ended three nil, Villarreal has only had two wins in their last six fixtures. Right? And yeah, one of them was a five one win against Espanyol, but the other one was scraping by on a one nil win against Celta Vigo. And apart from that, they have lost against Levante 2-0. They lost against Cadiz 1-0. They lost against Osasuna 1-0. Osasuna sounds like a singer, and you guys still manage to lose and drop points when it comes to there. Additionally, they've just not really had much of a goal scorer when it comes to most competitions. Their main goal scorer in both competitions has been Danjuba, who has eight goals in La Liga and five in the Champions League. Very solid from him in the Champions League. But he just has not been performing in general. Most of this team moving forward has just not been great. Bayern Munich, they're amazing. And I just want to put it out there. Compared to Benfica, who have that one star player that can turn it on its head, I don't think Villarreal have that player, and I think it's coming to an end here against Bayern Munich. Bayern, do us a favor and win, because if you guys don't, you got to look in the mirror and reevaluate your existence, because you can't let Unai Emery beat Juventus and then move on to beat you. Come on. It would be quite a run, but of course I would that's the last thing I would want to see. Bayern have scored eight goals in the last two games. So I mean they're I'm pretty sure they're not gonna let the first leg nor the second leg slip. So yeah, Mahir, go ahead. Uh I, I think it's gonna be Bayern, obviously. Uh I think it's gonna be similar to Salzburg, maybe not 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 seven, but uh, I think three nil. But then again, like Villarreal have been have been great, you know. They beat Juventus, and uh, that was incredible, honestly. Uh, nobody expected them to go through with Juventus, but they did it. And uh, Bayern can... There, there is a slight you know, chance there's, they can mess up defensively. But again, as you could, uh, everyone's coming back from injuries now. Goretzka, uh, Kimmich, the midfield is getting balanced again. Attack obviously was always great, and now there's support as well. So it's not going to be on Leva's shoulder anymore. And uh, I think it's going to be good. I really hope Bayern win this, and uh, yeah, I hope they go through with it. Right. Yeah. And and as Julian Julian was mentioning earlier, like I mean, although Villarreal have had a questionable run of form, they do have players like Jared Moreno, Pau Torres, two very good Spaniards, as well as Dan Juma has been who has been on fire in the Champions League this season. Um, and, and in that, like in that Juve game, like Juve had like two chances where they, they hit the bar and, and they had like multiple, multiple chances with the uh, Dusan Vlahovic. So it, when I was watching that match and I saw that, that they drew, they drew the first penalty and then they got the second goal. Like it was just like, I, it was like the, the most sad experience 
as like a neutral to watch because I know a couple of people that, uh, you know, cheer for Juve and, and you imagine Juve as this, as this team that, you know, used to be unbelievable. And these last couple of seasons with Ronaldo and without now, you feel like Vahovic, although he had a good start after he got transferred, it's just, uh, I don't know. Hopefully he'll, uh, hopefully Bayern managed to do away with the Villarreal they will have to play or or Villarreal will have to play the winner of Liverpool versus Benfica and Bayern clearly want revenge for that last uh, upset in the semifinals. So yeah, any additional thoughts in this match? They will be playing at uh, in, in the El Madrigal, if, I, if I'm saying that properly, uh, in Spain. So who knows what's going to happen that first? Like I, I assume that Bayern are going to go through. Any additional thoughts? Let's be fair here, guys. Let's just stop joking around. It's going to be a demolition job. It's just going to be a demolition job. Chupo Moting can play instead of Lewandowski, and Bayern Munich are still going through. Literally. Like, there's no way Villarreal are on the same level as Bayern. I don't think any team in the world is on the same level as Bayern at the moment. They're just, they're too good. They're way too well worked and well thought out. They're just, they play with an intensity that no one can match. Their fullbacks are amazing at the top of their game right now. And let's not even like start talking about the midfield and the front three that they have. So it's just going to be a demolition job, bro. I see them going through like 12 mil on aggregate or something. Well, Coleman actually just recently tied his most amount of goals in a season from his 2018, 2019 campaign. Sané, you know, he, he had an amazing start. Nabry is finally regaining some form. Muller has been the assist, most un, probably one of the most underrated midfielders um, in the world this, well, for the past few seasons, but nobody wants to talk about that. And when, when, the, when Bayern's undoubtedly worst player, Benjamin Pavard, has been one of the best defenders we've had, in the last few games, that just I feel like that just showcases how how dominant we've been recently, especially with the return of Goretzka. And and uh, unfortunately, the only player that's out other than Davies is Chupamoting. He has COVID right now, so he won't be making the first leg. But in case, you know, Levin needs his uh, Levin needs a substitution because Poland did. He did play against Poland with a bruised rib and then he just got subbed off um, in the 60th minute against Freiburg. So I, I assume Bayern will go through. And I really hope so. And as for uh, the Joshua Xerxy uh, comment earlier, uh, Julian, he will be back next season after Anderlecht. So uh, hopefully he can uh, fill that, <laughs> that Chupo role. Any, any last additional thoughts before we get on to the final and maybe the most exciting match? Okay, so on to the fourth match, Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Where do we even begin with this PSG versus Real Madrid game? I'm going to let Rania take it away. I won't even give a summary. Go ahead. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's, he's hyped. He's hyped. Come on. We're both hyped. I mean... 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. We beat PSG, bro. We beat PSG. PSG with Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. There's no way a man is coming up to me and telling me that Real Madrid are not the favorites to win the Champions League, are not the favorites to win the La Liga, are not the favorites to win the whatever, bro. I just don't care. I don't want to hear anything. Real Madrid is taking the Champions League this year. They knocked out the strongest team, and they did it in a convincing fashion. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't slack off. They, they, bro, every time I've seen Real Madrid play this season, I've thought to myself that this is not an aging team. This is a team that, that has its star 
that has its stars at the peak of their powers. No matter, they can be 33, they can be 34, they can be 35. Just that Real Madrid football DNA and heritage is too strong and nobody will ever come close to matching that. So I just see Real Madrid taking this one too. And I won't prevent from last year. So Chelsea yes. better watch out. So. <laughs> Coming for that Chelsea win. I mean, that leg is just like, just describes Real Madrid in a nutshell and like just them coming back. Like you may, we're down, but we just like came back. It was an unbe- unbelievable like turn of play. And we just saw how, how much Benzema can, can take on for the team and how Modric is just, he's just in his best form right now. Like that man is, he's not his age. I, I need, I need to check his, I need to check his passport. They, there's, there's something, there's something wrong over there. And just Vinicius getting his form. I mean, we look at him last season and like, we're like mm-hmm. thinking like, it's just one of those like flop transfer buys that we did before the start of a season and then now it's like that is one of the best like yeah mm-hmm. buys i'm just i'm just coming for revenge chelsea <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm just coming for revenge right yeah on that topic modric and vinicius they and let alone benzema who had an outstanding performance he has been unbelievable this season Modric didn't, I literally had to make sure that I was watching the right player. Modric was so good. His stamina, how could a man, how old is he? 36? I think 35. Yeah. How could a man that's 36 run around the pitch like that? He runs around like Conte. He like, this guy is, is unbelievable. His passing and considering PSG were up one nil and they played a very dominant first Mm -hmm. leg. And even at the beginning of this game, like as soon as Mbappe uh, scored from that, and I'm going to be honest, that Neymar pass was something else it it was pretty crazy Mm -hmm. um from there i kind of felt like okay i think psg might take it but fair play to benzema fair play to to ex Bayern player david alba i really thought he he played great same with Militao. who knows i mean in if they continue to play like that going into this chelsea leg i don't think chelsea stand a chance especially the fact they're coming off of a 4-1 loss at uh against brentford yeah julian go ahead First and foremost, we're looking at a club right now that is relying on Mason Mount's modeling deal to get paid. Let's completely talk about the fact that Chelsea right now is having so much financial troubles. If the situation escalates further, Real Madrid just might get passed through because the players won't even be able to get on the bus. Yeah, can they afford a bus? I don't even think they can afford them. Like I said, they're going solely off of Mason Mount and Kai Havertz's modeling deals. Right. And heck, you know what? If you want to put current form in there, you can also say that the current sponsorship that Romelu Lukaku has with wet slabs of paint, with the way that he has been playing recently, whoa, maybe they can afford the bus and at least play against Madrid. On a serious note, though, Chelsea, despite losing 4-1 against Brentford in their most recent match, which can I just say, Ivan, Tony, take a bow. I don't even know if he scored. Mm. I don't care. He's the only player on Brentford I can name. He's been pretty good recently. But specifically saying, though, Chelsea have won their last five matches before the Brentford match. They are still a very solid team and still one of the best teams in the world. That cannot get discounted at all. However, I've seen a lot of people that are coming out. They're like, oh, Real Madrid lost 4-0 to Barcelona. Oh, they might be struggling here. If you take out that game, they have won six games straight. 
Real Madrid have been on amazing form. And if there's one person right now is the man that will never get spoken for a Ballon d'Or, but should definitely Mm -hmm. be in the conversation this year. Karim Benzema has eight goals in the Champions League, 24 in the league. He has 26 matches in the league with 24 goals and 11 assists. That's FIFA numbers, okay? Those are FIFA numbers. I did that in career mode last week and was happy with myself, okay? Mm -hmm. Karim Benzema has been one of the best players in the world so far. Vinicius Jr., I remember we had a pod a couple months ago. I said, look, this guy is really amazing on the ball. If he gets an end product, this guy is going to be amazing. He has 14 goals and 16 assists and six assists, my bad, in La Liga so far this season. He's been nothing short of exceptional. Real Madrid, I find it really interesting because Real Madrid, always known for the Galacticos, known for these. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone on the roster, it seems, or at least it feels like someone that Real Madrid grew. Right. And on and it feels so non-Madrid, but it feels so Madrid at the same time. They've been an exceptional side. This is going to be the matchup in the Champions League, hands down. And barring any issues when it comes to the finances, barring any issues when it comes into, you know, Mason Mount's conflictions when it comes to his modeling dates, but being very specific, barring anything off the pitch, it's going to be an absolute battle to see who's going to win this. And in my opinion, I think Real Madrid, especially with the way they manhandled PSG and the way they've been performing in the league, Real Madrid, I can't, I can't say that they're not the favorite right now to win the Champions League. Their form has been nothing short of exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the point you mentioned about Vinicius, I was watching that game and every single time Vinicius had the ball and he was running down that left flank, it was kind of annoying to see him like cut back and like it, it seems like he doesn't, he's not confident enough like to shoot. But even when he cuts back, like in that, in that third goal, he cut back. Marquinhos, you know, tried to tried to, you know, take the ball out of the out of the box and and and, and whatever. And Benzema's there because Benzema is that clinical finisher. He's been like that for a long time. People aren't aren't you know realizing it because obviously you got the likes of Ronaldo and you bring in Hazard and everyone wants to talk about Hazard, but. Hazard's going to be injured for this game against Chelsea, which I was actually kind of, I hope he's going to be back for the second leg. I'm not sure how, how crucial that injury is because seeing Hazard play against Chelsea in that real Madrid team would probably make Hazard look pretty good considering the form that he's been since joining. I'm just Um, saying entirely because you mentioned the past and everything. Everyone talks about when Madrid had that crazy midfield, everyone talked about uh, uh, what's it called? What was it? BBC was it what it called? When it comes to Karim Benzema, everyone during his whole career has never really spot, talked about him as that guy. At Madrid, when, when, there was, when it was Kroos and Modric doing crazy things in the midfield, no one talked about the attack. Everyone focused on that midfield. Right before when it was Bale, Ronaldo, and Benzema, everyone only talked about Ronaldo and Bale. Benzema never got any attention. But as we've noticed, especially this season, as time has changed, People come and go, but Benzema stays. This guy has been one of the better. Like, he's been exceptional the past years. And you can even put it in the way that he has this type of glue aspect in the world of football. And the only reason why I mentioned that is France could not get over the line when they banned him from the national team. And look what happened when they finally let him back into the national team. They finally got it all together and came out and won. I can't imagine that French connection if Mbappe comes next season. Oh, he's that, oh my god, that would be that's happening. Oh, I can't I can't wait for Vinicius <laughs> on the left. 
Mbappe on the right, you put Benzema in the middle, that is going to be a really solid one, at least if Mbappe decides to actually work, which, you know, this Mm -hmm. year in PSG, you know, his work ethic's been kind of iffy, but if he comes to Madrid with the mindset of, I'm going to sit down and grind it out, the front Mm -hmm. three of him, Benzema, and Vinicius is going to be very, very disgusting. Yeah. And and even with the supporting cast of of Cruz and Casemiro, um, along with Modric, like it's like these guys don't age. Like how, how is Cruz still this good? How is like Modric, let alone he's on another planet? And even Casemiro, who is so defensively sound and and you know very annoying to play against, um, it's just it's it's an unbelievable squad, and it's just going to get better. Like who knows what's going to happen? But I I really think that uh, I really think that Chelsea don't really have. Uh, much of a chance. Mahir, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think... I, I personally don't want Chelsea to win because like, I don't like them. So for me, it's 100% support to Real Madrid to go on and just win this game like 100%. Uh, I think Benzema is going to probably do well. Um, yeah, the midfield is going to be amazing once again. And uh, the support of Vinicius, who's been, who's been incredible. Probably the best left winger in La Liga this season. And... Um, He's been he's been killing it, right? And I really think he's also gonna perform. Chelsea, I, I I think I mean obviously you can't you can you can't count them count them out. So I think yeah. they're gonna give a give a fight, but I think ultimately in the end, uh, Real Madrid is gonna take home this yeah. uh, fixture. If we want to play devil's advocate for for a minute, because all of the Madrid support, Chelsea do still have like a decent squad. Like Havertz can turn up. Conte is, I mean, yeah. is really no, they're good. good. Chelsea are good. I completely agree. I, I think I think what Pat has just said, like not I don't want to like discount Chelsea completely because they battered the last season. Let's not forget that. Um mm-hmm. they battered us out of the Champions League. And also we're forgetting that Chelsea haven't lost a lot of games. Even right. even though they're going through this period of crisis. And the only concern as a Real Madrid fan myself watching my team haven't watched my team play 30 30 more 30 plus games this season. It's almost as if I'm scared for the right back Carvajal's position because mm-hmm. I've always seen frailties from that side of the defense. And if if Chelsea can manage, because Chelsea have really good fullbacks, fullbacks who like to go forward, who play yeah. on a forward line. They don't they don't come back and defend. They just go and put balls in forward for the striker. So I think that's the only area of concern for me from Real Madrid's point of view, because they can get complacent in the back. We've seen we saw that against Barcelona. We've we've seen that against a couple of other La Liga teams as well. Even last night against Celta Vigo, there were frailties at the back. I can't say that they're not frailties at the back. I say that they're a very balanced team, but we can never discount Chelsea off. I think it's going to be a great game. I think Real Madrid just have enough firepower in the front to go over the line. But if they don't, if they don't sort themselves out at the right back position, I think they'll be in for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Considering this this Chelsea squad that finally played four in the back against Brentford got smacked four one with you know because they usually have their their five, five in the back uh, formation <laughs> and Reese James is just coming back from injury. Plus, Aspilicueta was pretty crucial. Uh, crucial in their game uh, against Lille. So, you know, could a five in the back squad, could Tuchel's tactics, you know, break down Real Madrid? Rania, go ahead. I'm just going to say this, okay? This is just how I'm going to end it off for for me personally. So this is why Real Madrid is going to win, okay, against Chelsea. And the reason, okay, I see your face, Julian. (laughs) I see your face. But this is why Real Madrid is going to win. So, it's going to be Kareem Benzema, but it's not going to be because of his goal-scoring abilities. People 
forget that this man can also assist. He's the leading assist, like, in, in, in La Liga right now. I think it's, like, 10 assists right now. Like, he's a striker. I don't know why you have that many assists, but, mm-hmm. but he does. So if he's not goal scoring, he's definitely setting up his other teammates, and we've seen that throughout this whole season, which is why Vinicius has 14 goals in La Liga right now because he's setting up for them. So he can easily so self so Tuchel puts five defenders, he will he will spin those defenders like nothing because that's what Karim Benzema does. He's been doing it since Leon. He's been doing it now with Real Madrid. He'll keep doing that. Now the second thing, I have three stuff. But the second thing is the midfield. We spoke about Modric, we spoke about Cruz. We're forgetting that we have Kamavinga on the bench. We have Fide Valverde on the bench as well to come off, to come in and just Valverde loves to loves to find that space and just dominate. So he'll do that. He'll probably do that with uh wait, Chill was injured, right? He's injured. Yeah, Chill, Chill will be injured for the rest of the season. Julian, yes. Rania. <laughs> but Chelsea have Jorginho. He's the best midfielder in the world. Finished third in the Ballon d'Or. How are you gonna compete yeah. with that? <laughs> <laughs> Help Italy go back to it. Casemiro probably has something Casimiro. to say about that. Oh, Casemiro's gonna <laughs> Casemiro's gonna clean him up. No problem. <laughs> I'm, slide just, him I'm, back. I'm just you know, I'm I'm just coming in here because we don't have a representative Chelsea fan. I just kind of wanted to come in here and give a, <laughs> yeah. a rebuttal for Jorginho. Um, and then my last thing is is going to be this the substitutes. Uh we saw it in 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 the PSG game, the substitutes that uh, Ancelotti put on him putting on Kamavinga and Rodrigo though during that time of having a 3-1 lead was the best because it controlled the game it put PSG at a stop of trying to create more goal scoring chances so with Ancelotti's mindset Benzema's amazing goal scoring and assist ability and uh, Modric non-aging we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna go to see through to the semifinals. That's, I, that's... I do want to say one thing <laughs> And that is very simply, Hala Madrid. Okay. Y nada más, Hala Madrid. Okay. I'm good. not a Madrid fan, but the way they've <laughs> been playing, I don't think anyone's gonna beat them here, man. Yeah, it seems this no, this panel true. seems very one sided, and and you know, you <laughs> you really can't blame any of us. This Chelsea team is coming off of a pretty rough game, and they're definitely gonna have that in their minds going into this game against Real Madrid, and. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I think Real Madrid are, are going to take this one, especially because of what's happening recently and the players they've got and this unbelievable squad. They're definitely going to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win this whole thing. I'm quite terrified to have Bayern find them in the finals, but we'll, uh, <laughs> okay. well, we will see about that. Okay, well, no doubt these these quarterfinals will be definitely one to watch. I would like to thank our guests for joining us today. You can find their socials in the bio. Thanks again for listening, and this has been another episode of the Intermission Sports Podcast. We will catch you next time.